Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hello everyone, I'm Jessica Sells, the Public Engagement Officer at the CSCRM. Today I will be talking to Dr Chris Lorenz, a lecturer and principal investigator at the Biological Physics and Soft Matter Group. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Um, could you tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you came to be a lecturer and PI here at King's? Sure. So uh, I did my PhD at the University of Michigan um, in actually chemical engineering. And then I went and did a postdoc at Sandia National Labs in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then Iowa State University for one year. And then I moved to King's about 12 years ago and started in the engineering department and then moved into the physics department where I am now. Okay. And so from, from what I understand, your work involves understanding the properties of various different materials. Um, and why would you be doing this work and what applications would that have? Sure. So, so what we do is we use um, computer simulations to try to understand different properties of materials. And in doing, in particular, we look at a lot of kind of biological materials and also just soft materials like polymers and surfactants and um, and uh, lipids for and and for the soft matter, we're looking at self-assembly for drug delivery kind of applications. And on the biophysics, it's more trying to understand usually. So we do work with antimicrobials antimicrobial peptides to understand how they attack bacterial cells mm -hmm. and other kind of things like this and basically it's to try to understand how um, the how basically the chemist the underlying physical chemistry affects their ability to do what they do basically. yeah and so um, when was the first time that you overlapped physics with biology and how did you find that kind of transition yeah so when I did my second postdoc at Iowa State, the main reason I took that was because I wanted to get, I was always interested in biology, but I never really had a previous opportunity to get involved in it. So I started there, and the first problem we looked at was a really model, like a simple, simple problem uh, where we are trying to understand how a certain type of protein aggregates um, a certain type of lipid in membranes and stuff like this. Yeah, and then when I got my own position at King's, this was one area I really wanted to, to develop, and so, uh, and, and in doing so, we always try to work in collaboration with people who are doing experiments so that we can kind of have a whole, a really kind of multi-scale and um, in-depth understanding of what we're trying to learn about, so. Yeah, like holistic, like looking at all the different kind of methods of understanding. Of course, yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, and so are there any particular materials that you really love or really hate to work with? Yeah, so I love the ones, obviously, the ones I work on, I guess, are the ones we love. And uh, <laughs> so I think the reason why I like them is just because, uh, well, so with bio, obviously, it's kind of, it's an, it's an area where not only is it just exciting in general, but it really pushes the envelope for our methods that we can use, as is the case with kind of the soft matter self-assembly stuff, is that it's really, um, really hard. And so it kind of makes you think um, a lot more than just kind of other, maybe some other types of materials, which might be hard in different ways. But yeah, but, um, but yeah so I think these are the ones I really like. Great. Yeah. And as far as hating, I don't know. <laughs> I don't hate materials, probably, just ones I haven't really... Uh, taking the time to learn about, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess so many different characteristics affect everything in so many ways that 
Yeah. Yeah. And there are certain ones that the type of meth simulations we do don't treat particularly well because they need quantum effects or something. Mm. And so so those we stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so for today's seminar, you're going to be talking about hydrogels. So can you explain what they are and how you can use them in combination with stem cells? Sure. So hydrogels are uh, basically... Um, made of polymers, but at a very, so they're, and lots of water. So that's where mm-hmm. the word hydra comes from. And then polymers at very low concentration, and they form a network that is like a gelatin. And so yeah. that's the word hydrogels. And people use these uh, as substrates to, to differentiate stem cells. So they put stem cells on them, and, and then based on the stiffness and properties of the hydrogel, then they can differentiate the stem cells into different types of cells in the future. Um, and so basically this project that I started was in collaboration with Eileen Gentleman, who's here in the, in the guy's tower where we're sitting, and, and, um, and she's interested in, in try, we're trying to understand basically how the chemistry of the hydrogels that they use, how by changing chemistry you change the properties of the hydrogel, and then try to understand how these molecular scale properties of the hydrogels affect the actual stem cell interaction with these hydrogels and stuff so great and then so eventually those hydrogels will be used for in uh, a clinical setting exactly so i'm pretty yeah so she's interested in using them for regenerative medicine yeah so these are the areas where she's trying to apply them mm-hmm. and uh the link was that she has a or there was a student who's on i think the mrc dtp yeah at, here at king's and she came and she basically drove this kind of really multi-scale. She was very interested in trying to do some modeling along with this project she was working on with Eileen and then another colleague in pharmacy who's an expert in kind of polymer rheology and stuff like this, Cecile Dreis. And so she kind of brought all three of us together and we kind of started this um, project, which is still really in its infant stages. Mm-hmm. At least my part of it is. But um, but yeah, but it's uh, but it's really exciting. Something that I'm really happy to be working yeah. on. So it sounds great, and it sounds mm. like a really nice collaborative effort. Yeah, yeah, taking place. Yeah, and it's really nice. It's cool because it's really interdisciplinary too, and mm-hmm. so not only um, yeah, so I get to learn a lot of stuff while I'm doing it, which is great. Awesome. Um, and so you're also a lecturer here at King's. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? So I'm. I teach one class, a simulation methods course, which we basically teach physics students, master students, about different methods that you can use to simulate materials. Uh, it's nice because it's not only physics students, but also it's a, we have a doctoral training center in the fac- in our department, which is um, cross-disciplinary approaches to non-equilibrium systems, and these are a bunch of students from maths and physics, so again, it has students from different backgrounds, which presents kind of a unique challenge, but it's fun to get different perspectives and, mm. and stuff like this, so... Do you get a lot of um, kind of input back from the students? Yeah. Uh, on the on the courses it's going. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. So I I tend to because it's so the way the class is structured is it's um, five lectures partnered with five labs. So you do lecture lab lecture lab, okay. and so in the lab I have lots of time to wander around and talk to the students. So I get a lot of informal feedback oh, uh, that great. way, which is which is nice because uh, it helps you kind of. Yeah, anyway, you get, form a different kind of uh, relationship and they, they feel more comfortable coming and talk to you and you understand what things are interesting to students and which aren't so you can try to modify your class every year. So That's great. 
Um, and so finally, do you have any hopes or dreams for the future of your area of research? We're limited by the length scales and time scales we can simulate, but something that I think is that people are making good progress in is so we can long time we've been modeling molecules, and now people are trying to actually develop models of whole cells. Mm. So I think we're a long way off of having realistic models, but we're making progress in this kind of area, and I think that this would kind of allow us to become um, have even more insight and probably. Uh, understand things even better so i think that's pretty 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 exciting yeah that sounds really cool Mm. well hopefully we'll see that happening yeah (laughs) thank you so much for joining me uh thanks for your time Uh, and looking forward to hearing your talk today i hope it goes well yeah and thank you for listening and uh, don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at kcl stem cells and on facebook at cscrm